going on, Las Vegas? I'm your host, R. Dye. Welcome to another fantastic edition of the Full Court Press, a.k.a. the FCP Sports Radio Show here in Las Vegas. What's going on, people? Got out of a hailstorm, and now we finally in the spring here in Las Vegas. It's finally starting to get warm, and I swear, last week, it looked like spring was never coming. I swear to you, last week. It snowed here two days last week. It was windy as hell. I thought we was going back to Kansas, me and Toto, on how windy it was here in Las Vegas just last week. And then, like, poof, just like a magical spell cast over the city, and now it's warm as hell. And people can't wait to get in the shorts and can't wait to show that skin. I'm telling you, any ounce of hotness, anytime anyone sees any ounce of the sun, a peak, a peekaboo of the sun here in Las Vegas gets you naked clothing or no clothes. I would say no clothes all day, all day, all day long, all day long. Interesting, interesting week here in the NBA. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about amongst basketball, period. You know, we got the state championships rolling around. We got the games tonight at the, or tomorrow night at the Orleans. So we're going to be interested in that. We got a special guest today on the show. I'm going to have my brother, uh, Pierre, a.k.a. P-Dot. He's going to come on the show. He's going to talk about some basketball moves that he's made in the past. We're going to talk about today's NBA. Also, we're going to have uh, a new segment on the show which is featuring someone you all know and love, uh, my main man, Hater Harry. He's going to be on the show. He's got the roundup of the NBA for us today. And we just going to get funky with it today, man. I I love it because whenever you guys come to me, you know it's Friday. So you know what that means. It's turn up time for the weekend. And you guys already know how we do. You know what I mean? A long, uh, uh, uh. A great week, man, great week in basketball. Right after the All-Star break, the NBA is still exciting as hell and ever before. We got college basketball coming down to March Madness. You know, March Madness here is probably, excuse me, I had to take a little drink here. March Madness is probably my favorite time of the year, honestly. It's my single most favorite sport moment. And it lasts a very long time, too. That's what I love about March Madness. It lasts super long. It's at least two, two, three weeks. They stretch it out. It's like the NBA playoffs, you know. The NBA playoffs are stretched out, just like March Madness. But speaking on March Madness, you know, we know the ranked teams and the powerhouses, the Michigan States, the Kansas the Kentuckys, the Dukes. We know all them teams. Everyone knows those teams. It's always a small school that we don't know anything about that people always say, damn, where did they come from? Man, these guys are good. Man, I wish I'd have known about them. And you know what? I'm just going to let you guys in on a few teams that I've noticed 
early on right now because conference, you know, conference championships about to kick off. So those about to kick off soon. So once those kick off, you know, right after that is March Madness. So the winners of the con of these small conferences like America East, A ten, Atlantic Sun, Big Sky, Big South, Big West. These conferences, the only winners that's going to get the only teams that's going to get in in these conferences as far as the big dance goes is the conference champions, you know? My thing about the conference champions in these smaller leagues, it's the same thing with NCAA football. To me, what the hell does the regular season or the conference play even mean? I mean, I know you get reseeded during the conference tournament, of you know what I mean? But in actuality, you still, no matter what your record is, during conference play, it could be the best record or the worst record. It does not matter. You know, the conference play is like a playoff, and it does not matter what your record is. Bottom line is you're going to get a chance to punch your ticket into the tournament. It does not matter what your record is. So I'm looking at Conference USA, right? I'm looking at Conference USA right now. We got Old Dominion, the Monarchs. They're sitting at 13 and 3, okay? 13 and 3 right now in conference. First place, 23 and 6. 23 and 6 overall, 14 and 1 at home. They killing this conference, right? The second team behind them is the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. We're talking Conference USA. The bottom team in this division or in this conference is the Charlotte's Charlotte 49ers, University of Charlotte. These guys are 3 and 12. They're going to get into the conference tournament. If they win their conference tournament at 3 and 12, they're going to the dance. Old Dominion is going home eating popcorn and they're going to be watching the game alongside with Ardot the whole tournament. And they had the best record throughout the whole conference how fair is that i don't know what the ncaa could do because you really don't put any meaning to conference play if everyone makes it i mean you just get reseeded the worst team is going to play the best team but hell what if the best team is having a bad shooting night that night we all know old dominion is Three three hundred times better than the University of Charlotte this year, but it could be that one night where these guys have a bad shoot night and boom, now they out. I don't know, man. I don't think it's fair. They're gonna have to do something about that. They really gonna have to change that. You're not putting any sort of meaning on conference play. That's all I wanted to say about that. Anyways, talk about a few teams here. Now, you guys are familiar with the Mid-American Conference, a.k.a. the MAC, a.k.a. the MACTION. You know about Buffalo. The Bulls this year, to me, they're they're flirting with, uh, you know, a Final Four bid. They really are. This team is 13-2 in the conference, 25-3 and 3 
overall, 13-0 at home. They haven't lost at home. Won six straight. Their resume is real nice. They got a nice resume. Real nice. The Buffalo. Be on the lookout. This t- this Buffalo team, if you want to look at this Buffalo team, to me, go back to what the University of Nevada were last year. Go back to that game. Go back to the University of Nevada. And you will see, basically, the Buffalo Bulls this year. They're, they're the same t- same same route, same surprise. The only thing that's going to, uh, d- you know, tell us if this Buffalo team is for real is if they go deep in the tournament, man. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that's going to tell us. You know, they beat a West Virginia team. Look, this is the thing. Buffalo beat West Virginia earlier this year. West Virginia, a lot of you guys don't know, West Virginia – you you know they came into the season as rank preseason rank number thirteen. They was a top fifteen school. Now we all know West Virginia now is crappy, but when Buffalo beat them, West Virginia were ranked thirteen. They beat they killed Syracuse. Syracuse beat Duke. So this team, you know, they got some they got some nice wins on their record. I just want you guys to pay attention to them. Also, another team. There's two more teams that you guys may not know about, but I'm telling you right now, you should. They could be this year's Illinois-Chicago sort of type teams. And I'm going to let you know right now. Coming out of the Atlantic Sun Conference, there's two teams. And it's sad only one of them going to make it. But both of these teams deserve tournament bids because both of these teams can shoot the lights out. And I know – they had a type of team that could run through the tournament. Now, one of those teams is the Liberty Flames. Now, Liberty got some pretty, you know, Liberty is a small school, not known for basketball, but really has some uh, decent wins on their record, man. And we're talking about some not really high-powered top five ranked type teams. But, hey, look, they hung in there at Georgetown. You know, Georgetown's a decent team. They hung in there. They hung in there at Alabama. They beat uh, a UCLA team at UCLA. And then they just been running through uh, their conference. That's Liberty. We also got out the same conference, we got Lipscomb. Lipscomb, same thing, man. They, They knocked down a couple big schools. Got a lot of great shooters on the team. The only thing about it is these teams, when you when you look at them, you know, because you wanna you wanna make a smart bet. A lot of these teams don't have that conference, that tournament pedigree. You know, like when you when you see Tom Izzo, you know what you're gonna get in the tournament. But just just to give you a few teams that Limp Lipscomb played, they beat TCU at TCU when TCU was ranked 18. Let's see here. They beat SMU. They hung in there with Louisville. They gave Louisville a pretty good game at Louisville. You know, the game was 72-68. It was close the whole way time, the whole way through. Louisville almost lost that game. They got a pretty big scare. They lost bad at Clemson, which is a terrible, which is going to, you know, hurt them. But other than that, they have to win a tournament. And I think they can. I I honestly think when it come down to it, because probably Lipscomb and Liberty is going to 
probably see each other in the tournament. I think Lipscomb's going to beat Liberty, and Lipscomb's going to get in. So that's my little college basketball. What I'll do is I'll, I'll give you guys some a few other teams throughout the next course, of, uh, the next few weeks. I'll give you guys more teams because then – you guys will be ready for the tournament. And you can't say R-Dot didn't help you out because, look, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be it, this year the tournament is wide open for sure, for sure. Last year they was trying to play like the tournament was wide open because they didn't want to let people know how dominant Villanova was. But this year a lot of people picking Duke, and I told y'all not picking Duke, not picking Duke. Anyways, we're going to shift over to the NBA here, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy week in the NBA. James Harden just smashed last night. We had on a couple of nights ago, D-Wade hit a game winner that was so sweet. So sweet. Only, only D-Wade can make a shot like that, man. So sweet. And it's nice to see D-Wade, you know, have highs during the season, especially since this is his last season. You know what I mean? And it's nice to see him have game winners. You know what I mean? And look, 27 and 34 is a disappointing year for Miami Heat. Last year they came in. They made the playoffs. They thought they were going to build some off of that. And, you know, it's just been a nightmare. 15 and 16 on the road. Last night, Miami, they get destroyed by the – or not really destroyed by the Rockets, but they get destroyed by James Harden. You know, 58 points, 10 assists. <laughs> James Harden is out here just, just giving everyone the business right now. Like it looks like him. If you look at James James Harden tapes when he's playing in the summer league, it look it looked the same, man. I don't I don't see a difference at all between James Harden summer league and James Harden NBA. Nothing. It's crazy how he's just been killing everybody that's guarding him. It don't matter. He's putting up points, you know. And people going to look at this because at the end of the day, this is history, you know. The only the, the the type of things that James Harden is doing offensively, the only people the only person really in front of him a lot of the times is Will Chamberlain. I mean, come on, man. Look, 18 for 18 from the free throw line. 16 for 32 from the field. 8 for 18 from the three-point line. He was a, his plus and minus. Like, if James Harden played like this all the time, like, and I'm not even talking about the 58 points because I know that's that's something special. You know, everybody, everyone just doesn't score 58 points all night. That's something special. But if if he was plus, if his plus and minus was plus 10 or on the plus side on most nights, Houston would be a real, real good team. But that's not quite the case most of the time. That, you know, that's that's just not the case. James Harden usually is not. But not taking anything away from the guy, man. 58 points is 58 points. That's that's Kobe Bryant-ish, you know. And I know you guys remember. And th- and what we're going to do is we're going to have my we're going to have my man Hater Harry. We're going to have him on the show. 
and he gonna take us around. He basically gonna take us around the NBA. Yo. Hey there, Harry. What's going on, boss? Man, I'm in these streets right now, holding it down. Oh yeah. What's your What's your day going? What you doing, man? What's going on? Man, I'm out here. And I see a lot of love going on, but I'm trying to make sure there's a lot of hate going on too. Man, I got some big takes that I got some big opinions I need to get off my chest. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the FCP Sports Radio Show. We got my friend and my guest, special guest, Hater Harry, who always holding it down, coming out of LA. And you know he's a Laker fan. So what's on your mind, man? Take me around the NBA. Oh man, first we gotta start with the home team. We gotta get them out of the way, LA. I want to propose something. I, I know it's a bold statement, but I want to propose something. I want to propose we trade LeBron. He is at his highest value that he's ever going to be, but he's on the downside of his prime. I think you sell while he's high and you get someone else. I propose LeBron James, any three other Lakers you want, a first-round pick, for KD and Clay. That would be very, very interesting. What you doing playing general manager? That would the money work out? <laughs> we we have to sign whatever we sign, we have to give KD the max and then we'll just give Clay the second to the highest and then we can get like a third player. Or we can keep whatever player they don't take, we'll just have to feature him as the third player. But we just we gotta get rid of LeBron. He's toxic. KD already said this. His team not, is separated. Nobody, no, nobody's listening to him. They've already isolated him. He just ruined the Lakers, literally. He literally ruined this franchise. Man, you sound real disappointed as, like, not even as, just like as a Laker fan, period. You just sound real disappointed and kind of hurt. Because I knew this was going to happen, and this is what – while I wasn't mad when people was spray painting his mural, you know, I helped <laughs> finance those spray tans anyway. Oh, but man. Th that's why I wasn't mad because I knew he was going to come here like, I'm LeBron James, but it's like, we the Lakers. We don't bow down to you. You got to come here and show us something. And right now he's looking real Dwight Howard-ish. Man. So why do you think the NBA has flip-flopped so much now they actually – I take, I took a, you know, I get most of my news from social media, but I see it's like some of the reporters I follow that are close to the NBA, they really highlighting and pointing out his lack of defense and effort. He been stopped playing defense. He just he playing zone while everybody else playing man. And a lot of times it's his fault. But what do you say when he has? He's a solidified Hall of Famer. He's already possibly on Rushmore. I wouldn't put him on Rushmore, but. I got him at number three. I got MJ, Magic, Kobe, LeBron. I got him at four. Wow. Wow. MJ, Magic, Kobe. Okay, so what else is going on in the NBA that you notice? Giannis. Giannis Adedekupo. He is the face of the league. He's next. Everybody that has ever been the face of the league transcended not just skill but sure size it was god-given wilt was just bigger than everybody it was god-given magic a big point guard 
Bird, you never seen anything like that, a big shooting forward. MJ, nobody was jumping like that. Shaq, nobody that size. LeBron, nobody that size moved like that. And now you got Giannis. Giannis is a more athletic, younger KD without the jump shot. He's a jump shot away from being the most dominant, creative player you ever seen. So who does Giannis remind you of? Anyone? Who is he? What? Like, what is his – is he going to ever develop that jump shot? Like, what is his – what does he look like as a champion? What does championship Giannis look like? It's uh, a good-ass question right there. The, the, like, if he never develops the jump shot, he would be a better version of James Worthy. Hmm. That's that's what he has the potential to be a, a longer, better version of that, mm. better defensive too, but that's like his his ilk. So, can this Milwaukee team, because you know they got the best record in the league, they quiet, they under the radar still. They have a lot of shooters. I don't know if you noticed, but they up they shooting a lot. Like remember last year and the year before, Milwaukee couldn't shoot threes to save their lives. Now they three ball game is really up to speed with the rest of the teams in the NBA that shoot the ball like that. They if you look at it, a lot of people don't realize this, but if you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, they look a lot like the Houston Rockets when Houston Rockets don't have James Harden on the court. Real talk, this is like, this is their moment. Like, last year, it was Toronto's moment. They had the number one seed. LeBron had beat them plenty of times, and it was set up for them with home court advantage to do it, and they failed. And now it's like, okay, let's trade him. Y'all didn't do it. Now it's like Boston, they can't even get along. They can't get together. So it's like Milwaukee, this is your year. It's set up for you to at least go – six games to the Eastern Conference Finals with somebody. It's your year for that. I think it's going to be them in Philly, but I don't think Philly can beat Boston. I got Milwaukee and Boston duking it out. I still got I still got Boston, but we're going to come back to that. What else you see around the league? Milwaukee. Milwaukee, L.A., where else we at it? Oh, man. Nobody is talking about the new the, – the Denver Nuggets, mm. like real talk, they got pretty much the same team last year, and they've made a complete turnaround to be second in the league. Just got Isaiah Thomas back. Still got a number one draft pick that we don't know if going to be a bust or a superstar, depending on his health and his hunger. I've seen some tape on them. It don't look good, but nobody's talking about them. That big man got one of the best big men in the league. Nobody is talking about them. They're gonna be a sneaky team that they could push somebody as a two seed. They could push somebody. Okay, interesting with Denver. That is true. Denver is sitting at. Let's look at their record here. I just punched it up. Denver is sitting at uh, forty-two and nineteen. They're a half game behind Golden State. Golden State losing last night. Uh, Denver. <laughs> Holding opponents down to 107 points. That's pretty good defense in today's league. Here's the interesting stat that I read on Denver. And uh, our stat of the day is brought to you by Louis DeMarco. 
the number one doc- documented handicapper on Twitter. Follow at Louis DeMarco for betting advice, tips, and free picks. Winning you money is what he does. Don't get burned by the books. His 25-unit plays, man, 25-unit plays, 9-7 and seven on NCAA basketball. So if you're a $100 better, you're up. Anyway, so follow Louis DeMarco. Stat of the day from Denver Nuggets is this, bro. 60%, 60% of their 20-point or more blowout wins this year have came on teams in bad spots, either on back-to-backs, bad traveling days, third day, third third games and four nights and things like that. So Denver's record is kind of flawed, and you know they play in that high altitude. First of all, I believe that high altitude is a myth. Number two, this is their moment to, like, take that next step. Instead of being a lottery team, they could be the Atlanta of the West. Like, I expect them to get out the first round. I don't expect them to go further than the second round, but I expect them to make it to the second round this year. I do, too. And why you say that uh, altitude is a myth? There was a dude on the uh, Denver Bronco. No, Ryan Clark of the Pittsburgh Steelers couldn't even play in the playoff game at Denver because of the altitude. Did you That's know? just an excuse. You know how athletes are. They they say anything is excuse. <laughs> it was a if, playoff if game. The, if it blows two degrees, he touched my elbow. I missed because he blew on my elbow. You know how athletes are. They, they their ego won't allow them to think. It's them. It has to be something else. So that's just a myth. Who's who's the best player on Denver? <sighs> they got a roster full of um See see they're Jokic. like they're like Boston last year. They're like Boston last year. They just got a bunch of collectively good players but no standouts. You know IT just came back. So he's gonna look for <laughs> He's going to look to solidify his name and make a stamp. Uh, is Michael Porter Jr. even playing yet, or is he still – what is going on with him? What's what's his development? He's finally like? back. He's finally back to some uh, basketball contact. I watched um, actually some video of him about three days ago with him playing two-on-two. His jumper looked rusty. He didn't have any explosiveness. Had no court vision. He looked rusty. He looked like he's still worried about the injury, but – I don't expect him to play this year. He needs a whole year, summer league, and come back next year. He's gonna be like Ben Simmons, but not as good. So you He's more of a score. Okay. So who who's their best player? Is it Millsap? Uh, I would probably have to go with that that center. I don't even know his Jokic. name. Jokic. Jokic the Joker. Yeah, I got to say he he's their best player, is which he, is strange because he's a big man and you don't expect big man to be the best player, but he is. Is he a top ten player? Nah, nah, nah. He's a he's a top twenty. Top twenty. Okay. Okay. Maybe top fifteen. Maybe top fifteen. Okay. All right. So we went Denver. Denver. So you you see them getting out the second round? Do you see them challenging for a Western Conference uh, Finals spot? No, no, not yet, not yet. Okay. What else you see? That'd be a great season, but nah, nah, nah. What else you seen around the league? Oh, man, what else am I seeing around the league? The Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs. Now, let's not talk about the Lakers. Let's talk about this rookie rookie race with Luka and Trey. Okay? 
I, I got it. Everybody's talking about Luca, but people not realizing that their record is horrible. So he's putting up empty stats. Horrible. And Trey started off slow, but he's getting better. And I think in the long run, he he has more of an NBA style. I think Luca, he just caught everybody off by surprise, and he's just going to be Jason Tatum of this year. We're like, oh, he's going to be great. Then you don't hear anything else about him. Hmm. I like that. I like that that kid now, man. I, you know, I was a little skeptical about uh, Trey Young because, man, here's the thing: you just never know about the personality of these guys. You know they got skills, but you just don't know if they're gonna work hard, right? But it looked yeah, like you never know what they're gonna do off the court. Exactly. But it looked like Trey Young. You know, he doing his thing, man. He 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 really really want to he want it. He won it. So. Yeah, well, his his dad played D one, so his dad is is in the basket. His family close, like you got a little brother. Family close, like you got a little brother. He he always brother. He he always keep them close. So he always keep them close. So at least for the first two years, he gonna be all family, family. But around twenty one, when he start drinking and get to the club, then we'll see how he playing. See if he turn into John Wall. Right. Okay, so the Celtics, they lost the other night against the Trailblazers. They're basically two and six in their last eight. Everyone's blaming Kyrie. I don't think it's all his fault, but what I, I can say this, you know, maybe Boston, maybe they misevaluated the type of player Kyrie is. Kyrie, to me, and this is just just being 100, and I like Kyrie. I think he's a hooper. I think he's the best closer in the NBA today. But just looking at Kyrie, he's not a James Harden, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. He's not that type of NBA player where you can just say, all right, we, we need somebody to carry us for a couple of games. Like, I think Kyrie is good at carrying teams in spurts during the game. Like, oh, man, our big star need a break. Kyrie can do it. He can carry the team for, like, five minutes, seven minutes. But when we start asking Kyrie Irving to carry the Boston Celtics for four and five and six games, I think that's just asking too much for him, from him. I don't think that's him. What you think? Uh, I agree with some of that. I do believe that he bit off more than he could chew because he got spoiled playing with LeBron. Exactly. He didn't realize how much attention LeBron drew, so he could do that in spurts because it was like, your turn, my turn. And now when it's all focused on him, because we're, the, the conflict is he has a championship and he sees himself as a superstar. The rest of them are like, we got to the conference finals without you. We just as good, too but they don't have a pedigree to feel like that. So even though they feel like that, everybody else is like, y'all should just follow Kyrie. And they like, but we did it without Kyrie. So that's the conflict. And the coach, don't, the, leader, the coach but he, don't even have the uh, accolades to even tell Kyrie nothing, really, when you think about it. Like, Kyrie is like, yeah. man, you don't even got no chips. He don't. I mean, like, what is he going to say? And see, when he was coaching all them little background players, they bought into his system. Kyrie ain't coming there like, yeah, coach, what's the play? He's like, look here, coach, I got a championship. This is what we do. I've been to the finals for, um, three straight years. This is how we do it. 
Like, so he don't even know how to coach. You don't even coach superstars. You manage them. And that's what he don't know how to do yet. Man. You guys listen to the FCP Sports Radio Show, Las Vegas. We're talking with Hater Harry here out of Los Angeles. Hey, man, let's wrap this up. He's taking us around the NBA. Let's wrap this up, man, because I got to get oh, into our next one more thing seven. I want to say. I want to bring up the college player, Jay Mott, the, um, from, the small town, from the small college. What do you think about him? Because could he be like Damian Lillard, Weaver State, you know, Scottie Pippen, the small college players, even Steph Curry, he went to Davidson. That's the Ivy League school. So could he be the next great player from the small school? Absolutely. Man, anybody, so? anyone that can put up points like that, you got to give them a shot. You have to. You know, it's been plenty of times where we've seen guys that put up a lot of points in college and then come to the NBA and stink it up. But then there's a few that do it in the NBA and in college. So we got to get a guy a shot. I think he'd be all right. Okay. All right. So that's Hey to Harry, man. Y'all check him out on Twitter, Instagram. And uh, you on Facebook too, right? Yeah, I'm on all of that. Just type in Arthur Moore, you'll find all kinds. Type in stuff. Arthur Moore, aka Hater Harry. Check out his My Baby uh, movie. It's on. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Amazon Prime. Man, it's so many outlets now. I'm like, damn. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> you have a good weekend. Cause uh, next next week, this is what I want to do. I want to get a Brian Pumper update from you, okay? I got you. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hater Harry, y'all. All right, check it. Yeah, peace. Thanks for having me. I'm out. All right, man. Look, that's hater Harry. He's down in uh, Tinseltown having fun, doing this thing. We're going to take a little break here on the FCP Sports Radio Show. We're going to come back in the next uh 30 seconds to a minute here and we're gonna come back with our second special guest my brother pierre out of northern california aka pete dot you guys with that Wu-Tang. Yo, real talk, man. I used to have that whole whole instrumental right there, right? I used to have that whole instrumental on my answer machine. Like, and I used to have an instrument uh, answer machine where you couldn't press 
uh, the star key or pound to skip over the beat or whatever. Yeah, that's what I had, man. That's what I had. So you had to listen to that whole one minute, one minute and a half intro. And you know, when you listening to something and you need to hurry up and talk, it seemed like forever. So people used to get hella frustrated with me. And then by the time they reach my message, they hear the beep, you would just hear them cussing at me like, man, you need to change that. Change that stupid thing. That thing is stupid. Anyways, man, the other night, you know, Doc Rivers and the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, they played the Dallas Mavericks, right? And Doc Rivers, classy coach, you know, he's always been a classy coach, damn a good coach too. I always say shout out to Austin Rivers for having, you know, a dad like uh, Doc Rivers. He seemed to be, you know, especially if you're an NBA player, the right kind of dad you need, boom, right there in your face. But anyways, the other day, Dirk Nowinski may have played his final game in Clipper Stadium, right? So Doc Rivers stopped the game with about nine seconds left in the fourth quarter. Clippers already had the game won. It was 121-112. Doc Rivers stopped the game so that the crowd at Staples can celebrate Dirk Nowinski, and this is what it sounded like. Nine seconds left of the game, and play has stopped. Doc is on the mic, giving it up for Dirk. Wow. I've never seen this before. Wow. This is, uh... kid you not every time i watch that all i think about is that's what you live for right there that's greatness that's what you have done throughout your career and that you achieved and now fourteen thousand people and not including the people on tv but there's fourteen thousand people in that stadium celebrating your greatness and that one coach who's not even your coach not even in your building understands that and shouted you out every time i watch that it sends chills throughout my whole body and i kind of get choked up man because that's what you live for man as we get older you appreciate things like this way more than like the little money hustles or certain other things that you may have thought was big on your agenda at the time. But when you look back, you say, man, hey, that was nothing. That's what you live for. You live for those moments, man. And shout out to Dirk because Dirk Nowinski, man, 
nothing like him, man. I remember him battling the Kings and Chris Webber back in the day, man. Webber used to have troubles with dirt a lot. You know, a lot of guys had troubles with dirt because big guys back then, unlike now, weren't used to guarding other big guys on the perimeter like that. You know, so <laughs> Dirk, he was a pioneer. And, uh, you know, it's just great. But the funny thing about this whole story is Dirk is quoted in the news media saying that he doesn't know if he's going to retire. So we could be doing this all over again next year. And if we are, so be it, man. We'll just be cheering on for Dirk again, you know, to be love. Here, now, we're going to have another special guest here. We're going to get him on our line here. He's uh, it, This is going to be his first time on the show. He's my youngest brother. He goes by the name P-Dot. But he's been playing ball for a very long time. And he's got a pretty interesting story for all you guys out there. P-Dot, welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? Welcome to the show, man. How's the weather out there? What's going on? How's everything? It's good, man. It's like 60 degrees, but it's cloudy. But at least it ain't raining. It's been raining for about a week and a half. Absolutely. I hate the rain. I can't stand the rain, man. So, man, we was just talking. I was just telling everybody about a little bit about your sports grind on how, you know, you played uh, ever since you was a basically uh, you played freshman ball, JV, varsity, college. You played damn near at every level except the NBA. And I was talking to the people, and I wanted to go into a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit of your background as far as how much uh, development, how much basketball you've been actually putting in and all the work you've been putting in. So let's just start from freshman year, and let's tell the people, because you you made a switch from school to school. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I switched schools. So, from uh, freshman to uh, sophomore, I switched. So Give some people some insight on switching schools during your uh, high school campaign if you like real serious about basketball. Well, I mean, if you do switch schools, I honestly would have did it the way I did it, which is kind of early. So you can like build rapport, you know what I mean, with the coaches and the players. Because if you in like the 11th, 12th grade and you're trying to switch schools, they might have their team already solidified and, and the coach might not even mess with you, even no matter how good you are. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes coaches already have their continuity, have the players they trust. And if you're a newcomer, if they already got that core in, you it might just be hard to get in. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just like the AAU teams nowadays. So when you were starting freshman year, that was uh... – what year was that? Uh, 99. 99. What was the AAU circuit like back then? Uh, AAU wasn't really big. Most people, I mean, if you can get on a traveling AAU team back then, I mean, you you might have been lucky whatever. But other than that, like high school was really, really big back then. High school basketball was mainly your main outlet to get 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 shown get known but now they got all this all these traveling teams it's it's crazy how how the game has developed so your team 
because I remember in high school, man, like our my senior year in high school, we had a real good team compared to our junior year. So my senior year, we really wanted to play our Arco Arena because that's where the champions, uh, the championships for the state was played. So that was like one of our goals. You guys actually made it your senior. Was it your senior year or junior year? My senior year, yeah, we made it. You guys made it to Arco. Tell me about how that experience was for you. Oh man, that that experience, that whole that whole, my whole senior season was probably one of the you know the most fun I ever had playing basketball. We, I mean, we first we started off zero and four. We lost our first three games at the tournament, that first tournament, and then we lost the next the next game, and then after that, you know, we just had a players only meeting. You know, basically everybody just came together. We started talking, and then we won like seventeen in a row. And then uh, from then on, we we lost one more, and then we won like ten or eleven in a row. Then we lost one more, and then we went on a little streak. And then um, we went to Arco and played against basically our arch rivals, our rivals across the tracks. It was basically like a mile away, two miles away, and um, they were better coached than us. They were like they had like a Greg Popovich coach. We had basically like a Donovan coach, you know, Billy Donovan, OKC. He really didn't know how to basically uh, individualize us. Like, because we all had individual talent as well as, you know, basketball, like as a team. But he didn't really let us express that at all. So we ended up losing to them. But that's just basically the conference championship game at, when you go to the little uh, NBA arena to play. So we played there, we lost. Um, and then you get to play again after that to go to state. And then semi, we went to the Bay Area and we lost a state semifinal game. And you, to guys, a bad team. you guys was basically, you guys were playing Foothill. Is that correct? Yeah. It's ironic that the team that held you guys back is the same team that held us back, Foothill. Crazy. Yep. It's crazy. Same. Curse those Foothill. What are they? The Mustangs? Yeah, the Mustangs. Curse those damn Mustangs. They always got good athletic squads, though, football and basketball. They're real good all yeah, the I mean, time. Consistent. Consistent. Our, our, actually, our team was uh, our team was actually a little bit better than theirs, but they were better coached and they were way more disciplined. I think our team versus their Foothill team, they had a couple – we were just as good as them because our I think our basketball IQ was good and we play hard D. Like we were just as good as them. They had a few more talented players than us though, because they had some real. Le- they had two legit D one players on their team, and then a couple D one players for football. So we probably had yeah. maybe one D one player on our team, and then the rest probably like D two D three guys. You know what I mean? Where they had. At least two D one players. So, you know that team. I mean, that's a good program. Period, man. Yeah, I, it is. It's just a good program. So, I know you've been paying attention to uh, James Harden, and yeah, I know who's your, who's your favorite NBA player of all time. Of all time, yeah. So, uh, I don't. I don't really have one of all time. It's kind of hard because I'm. I was born in '85, so. You know, I grew up on Jordan, of course, but my favorite player was Scottie Pippen. And then 
And then I liked it. I liked number eight Kobe. Mm, number so, eight Kobe. Yeah, yeah. You remember my? You know, everybody used to call me Kobe in high school the way I used to kill in mm. my afro and shit. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I got as I got older and I wanted to play. You know, college. I understood that. You know, I'm I'm pretty short, so I got to be a point guard. Uh, so it it kind of turned into Chris Paul, Rondo, Brandon Jennings, and uh, um, Williams, Darren Williams on Utah. Oh yeah, so Darren Williams. Players, yeah, those are my players. And now you know that I'm older, I still like those guys, but I really like LeBron's game because he does everything. Whether whether it's scoring, passing, or rebounding, you know, he does everything. And I like I like players that do everything like that. I don't like I don't really like one dimensional players or a player that can only bring one thing to the table. I don't like that. So is James so would you consider James Harden one dimensional right now, but he's just such a like what is what do Yo. you how do you feel about this James Harden guy? Okay. I'll be right back. Um I got the fan jam right now. So. About about James Okay. James Harden, man, I don't think he's one-dimensional because, I mean, he, like last night, he had 58, 7, and 10 with four steals. Mm, he balled I mean, whether, last night. Yeah, man, and, and he shot actually 44%, I believe, and 50% from the field goal range. I'm like, I don't think he's one-dimensional. And and they were that game was close. It wasn't no blowout game where he had 58 points. They only won by like three points. Is he so better than, I, I, Is he better than Kobe? Is James Harden better than Kobe? Yeah, right. Well, you you know why it's, it's really hard to compare? It's, I got a debate page, too. You know that. Right. And it's really hard to compare people because your teammates mean a lot. I think a lot of people don't understand that. Like, your teammates mean a lot. I mean, perfect example. Look at Kevin Durant. He had Westbrook on his team, Steven Adams, and some other cats. They, and they couldn't really get over the hump. But as soon as he started playing with a good player that understood the game, look what happened. I agree. You know what I mean? Your teammates matter. I mean, they – Absolutely, It's man. always oh. it's always the Steven Adams, the Clint Capellas. Those guys are going to win you the game. You need those yeah. guys Robert to play Ory, well. Yeah, they're going to win you the Rick game. Rick Fox, Lamar so, Odom, Ron Artest. Like, those guys mean a lot. But, honestly, I think that uh, – when it comes to clutch, I think Kobe is way better because for the last, what, three years, James Harden clutch has been really bad. So so we're going to talk I, about clutch real quick since you brought up clutch. And now I'm going to just pause you for a moment because we're going to talk about this clutch moment because of Dwayne Wade and his clutch moment. And these clutch moments is brought to you by Hoop City, the ultimate indoor facility that caters to all ages and skill levels. Contact Jermaine Scott at HoopCity.com for availability. So, now you know clutch, right? That's a big thing. James Harden, we don't know if he's really got that clutch gene or not. But we know D-Way is clutch, and you've seen the, the clutch bank shot he hit uh, versus the Warriors, right, the other day. You saw that, right? Yeah, I seen that. That was a good game. That was a that was a damn good game. The thing about James Harden though is he's always making clutch baskets, right? So here's the thing. Yeah. Do you know since 2003 who has had the most clutch baskets 
after Dwayne Wade? Because Dwayne Wade has had the most, but who has had the most after him? We talking about game winners or just like game, game winners? Uh, I don't know. Shit, LeBron. It's a good guess, but it's been Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember him at the end of the game. He was he was the man for a while. Yeah, Joe Johnson got the most game winners since two thousand and three. Crazy. That's a crazy stat. Anyways. I think James Harden is uh, one of those guys that, you know, he's making history right now. So we just got to live in this moment because 10, 15 years, 20 years down the line, when his when all this stuff is in the record books, we're going to be like, man, we was there. It's yeah. going to be history. This is history. Just like 9-11. I didn't realize 9-11 was history. You know what I mean? I was in the Air Force during 9-11. You remember that, right? Yeah, I remember. So, you know, I was a part of that history, basically. Oh, yeah, I can tell the kiddies, yo, during 9-11, this is what was going on, blah, blah, blah. Right now, we are part of history with James Harden. He's doing historical things that we might not see for a while. So we James gotta, Harden, killing. Yeah, we got to enjoy it, man. We got to enjoy it. Who you got, who you see coming out the East? Who you see? Ah, that, that's a tough one, man, because Tobias Harris, man, that was – that Tobias Harris, that tilted them a little bit. I mean – You talking about the Sixers. I think it's going to be – yes, I think it's going to be either uh, the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Raptors. I like that. And you got Giannis. I still think the Celtics going to pull it together. That's what I think. I just think this regular season stuff is just this regular season stuff. I think – yeah. In seven games, I don't know which team is really going to beat Boston in seven games. I don't Did you hear my spiel on Kyrie Irving earlier today on the show? What was it? I was talking about how Kyrie Irving, I'm not sure if he's a guy that can it, you can just give him the ball and he can hold a team up for like four or five games. I was thinking that uh maybe He's more of a guy that you can just give the ball to and he can give your main guy a spell for a couple of maybe five to seven minutes. I don't see Kyrie Irving the same as I see James Harden, LeBron, KD, Kawhi. I don't know if you can just You think that's because of his height? I don't know, man. I don't think it's his hype, man, because AI did it. Like AI, you can get like yeah. AI can you can get the ball to AI and he can get you some game. Like he's gonna win you some games for a couple of you know, days in a row. Like But you know what? The same thing I was saying about your teammates. AI had a team that everybody held defense and that can score sometimes, but they didn't really look to score. See, the Celtics got a team full of goers. They do. They do. They do. So, man, a lot of people don't know. Well, only only our family and friends really know and the people that know us. But your first first child you named after me, which is always an honor. My, sec- my second. This is the second? Okay. Second child named after me, always an honor. What? Tell the world why you did that, though. Uh, I did that because, you know, when I got older, you know, you know, we six years apart, so I didn't really, nothing you really did influence me because, you know, six years is a big gap when you're a kid. 
Absolutely. So when we get, remember when I got 18, you pretty much took me under your wing and you basically, you showed me how to do a lot of things that, you know, nobody really took the time to do. And then when I got 21, you know, we started kicking it heavy. We started going to the club. We started, you know, talking, you started helping me. So that was a real big, you know, like, eye-opener for me because, you know, we, we had good parents, but they never really was a – they never really was hands-on like that is what I'm trying to say. And you were. You kind of, you kind of you know, took over the role of that. So, you know, in the honor of that, you know, I just felt like it was only right to, you know, honor you. So I named them after you, and I'm just like, you know, that was one of the best things I did. Man, that's a great story, man. I love you for that too. That's a that's a damn great story. I thank you, and I always love you for that. Cause that man, that's one of the smartest kids I ever met in my life. Yeah, he's straight A's, man. Like I'm like, man, uh, am I even smart enough to talk to you? Like, do you understand my ignorance? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, this is another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Tell. Let's give the world a funny Griffin household story. Do you remember anything? What was it like growing up? Funny. Uh, like I said, I didn't really have too many stories with you, but, you know, with Saint, yeah, I got a lot, you know, the, you know our I, middle brother. I know one off the bat. What was that? The water story. When y'all went, Which one is that? When y'all wouldn't wake up. Oh, when when mom threw water on it when we were asleep. <laughs> yeah. That that right there was that ain't even funny. That was Me? Y'all I was so mad. So I never mad. did that in my life. Y'all was so mad. That was a funny. He threw a bucket of water on us. Tell a story, kid. While we were asleep. Tell a story, kid. Man. So we sleep, you know, she came in there, you know, she was like, I heard her going Saint room, bam, bam, get up, Saint, your alarm went off. And I'm like, man, I'm about to get up. I'm going to get like three more minutes because my alarm ain't went off yet. She came in my room, boom, get up. And I can tell she was already mad at something. I don't know. It might have been you. might have been somebody else. I don't even know. But, you know, next thing I know, I hear her stomping down the hallway. Like, <laughs> and then I hear, I hear Saint. Hey, man, what the, <laughs> you know, he came in my room with the other one, bam, splashed me. I was like, man, what the, he said, say it. I was like, man, I was mad that whole day. The whole day, huh? The morning, day, hey, Master. you remember those morning, those morning rides to school, how much talking? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember one day she got mad at me. She was like, oh, you don't want to talk to me in the morning? I said, mama, it's 630. I don't want to talk. <laughs> that's when she was on her on her gear. That's, that's yep. so funny. Anyways, man, look, pleasure talking to you, man. Love talking about uh, NBA stuff and life with you. Appreciate everything. Is there uh you want to promote your, um, your debate page real quick? Plug that real quick. Before we get out of here. Yeah, man. Uh, if, if you guys like debating about sports, football, basketball, NBA, uh, go to Facebook. 
My page is Abstract Debaters. We don't disrespect each other. We just on there, uh, men and women. We just uh, basically debating about topics, sports, and current events. And uh, that's about it. That's what's up, y'all. That's my bro, my bro P dot right there, man. Check out his page. Hey, man, it's all love. Thanks for sh- uh, showing up and uh, hanging out with us and talking to us, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anytime. All right, bro. All right, love you. Love you too. That's my little. That's my youngest bro, man. P dot. Y'all make sure y'all check out his debate page. It's popping right now. Also, oh, in the news, real quick before we get out of here, Two Chains dropped the album last night. You know, it's crazy what these artists are doing now. Just dropping albums, no kind of uh, promotion or anything. We just like boom, wake up one morning, Two Chains dropped the album. So, check out Two Chains. Thank you guys. Check us out on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Also, you guys need to uh, fill out our SNGLV uh, NBA 2K survey. Y'all need to fill that out. That's on our social media as well. And thank you guys always for listening to us. We'll be back next Friday. Same time, same channel. And uh, I'll see you guys. Have a great weekend.